Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 246 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, a small bit of news after last week's Nintendo Direct Marathon. I felt like that news section was, was forever. That episode was almost two hours. We haven't done that in a long time. Uh, tonight's news, Wash Away Sephiroth's Sins. I thought that was pretty good. Stepping in for the usual newsmaster. Uh, Hell Comes Home next month. How so? Dead Island 2 has gone gold? Question mark. What is Dead Island 2? I thought I played this game years ago. And we have your PlayStation Plus catalog and classic games. There are some important notes in there. Maybe it would not have been newsworthy, but we do these twice a month game update service things, it seems like, so this will be worth it. I am one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by part-time newsmaster. (laughs) (laughs) I know I went in and you'd already done a bunch. Good help is hard to find these days. Someone else I've been reminding that. Uh, also joining, no, I didn't introduce you. I just said newsmaster. Yeah. Part-time newsmaster. Brant McKee, he's here. If I can procrastinate, I will, sir. And you did. And I <laughs> applaud this effort. I went in to do it this afternoon, and you'd already done it. I half-assed your half-assery. But then you brought it to the finish line. That's all we needed. Yeah. What is a complete team effort, if not multiple uh, examples of half-assery? Bringing his half-assery to the show, Cesar Concepcion II, our resident page master and lore master. Hello. He's here. In the flesh. Ready for the World Baseball Classic. I am. What's the date on that? It's like two weeks away or something, right? It's very, very soon. Yeah. It's basically taking the place of spring training for some people, which I guess is... It's not good for the team, but it's good for um. I mean, we don't get World individual. Baseball Classic often, dude. I was telling Brant when you stepped away, I think it's every four years like the yeah. Olympics. I don't think it's yeah, it's not too often. It's uh, March 7th to March 21st. Oh, very soon. Uh, two weeks. Get some baseball in our lives. Brant, if you were to pick a sport to follow, what do you think you would throw your hat into, into the ring? Um, That's a good question. It's a very like good question to a non-sports person, and we're not judging you for not being a sports person. I'm, I'm I, I don't know. I, I figure, I figure, I might, you know, get something really obscure like on uh, ESPN okay. Ocho or something. Okay, one of the obscure Leo. Like, uh, what is the ice thing during the Olympics? Is like uh, shuffling. It's not shuffling. Oh, you, you're talking about. Um, I think it's on that Mario and Sonic game. Oh, my God. Curling. There we go. Curling. There we go. The non-sports person knows the sport. (laughs) (laughs) And our resident curling expert, Brant McKee. Oh, gosh. Brant, would you be the bowler or like the the Swiffer person? Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's all, that's Canadian right there. So, I don't know. You don't have that anyway? I don't know if I have that. (laughs) I don't know if I'm all about that. (laughs) Oh, the Southeast Premier Video Game and Canadian Impersonation Podcast. I like that. Curling's a good curling's a solid selection. No, yeah, pick an Atlanta. You gotta pick an Atlanta based yeah. sports team. Which one which one would you go with? Oh gosh. Man, he is you, he is you, out you, of it. you literally you had to bring in curling. And there's And then Atlanta. The the first thing that immediately came to mind is because there's curling in a certain map there in a certain map in a game, a live service game that I play. 
<laughs> no way. I might. I might have to make sure this is updated. <laughs> and there's also there's also uh, an Atlanta-based team that's an esports team that also plays that live service game. So okay, you made a connection. It, we all have a gateway drug. It all, it's it weird how one, that all it takes is one association to get it to work. Also, I did not know there was curling in that Pokemon mobile game that you were playing. <laughs> It's the one you were talking about, sure, right? Sure, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. That's it, that's it, that's it. <laughs> I want to say Pokemon Dash, but I couldn't think of the name of it Pokemon for my joke. Dash. Now you Pokemon, can't think of it. You're laughing Pokemon at me. Unite. 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 Yeah, it's United. been a while since I built since I uh, booted that up. Dash away from Pokemon Knights. Love the men in here. It's the perfect evolution of beard growth. Thank you, Polar Knights. We appreciate your attendance and your comments. Uh, rank the beards. Let's get a quick ranking from Polar Knights. Thank you for joining us this, this week. <laughs> Perfect evolution of beard growth. I mean, when Cesar goes all out, Cesar's number one, I would say. Yeah, probably. And I think Brant's a, I think Brant's a solid number two. Because Brant lost, if I remember the story right, Brant lost a round of Halo and had to shave his mustache. And then very Something shortly, like that. very shortly after that, I think the next episode, he had the, he had the full ensemble back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was ready to go. It didn't take long. Had to impersonate uh, the friend of the show, Russell. Yes, and you defeated him. Well, no, you you actually defeated him. That's why you're still here. <laughs> you, Zelda, and Tank Top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My three favorite characters on the mm-hmm. show. You, Zelda, and Tank Top. Thank you, Polar Knights. You, uh, Zelda, and Tank Top. <laughs> beautiful. I'm guessing I'm the the beginning tier. Zelda, you, <laughs> Zelda, you, be me. The manly Zelda, you are the middle tier, and then Tank Top, you're you're the mm. upper, you're the final evolution of the Pokemon. Look, there's there's Zelda right <laughs> there's here, Zelda. with his pink hair from the game. He had pink hair in that one. Pink hair in the game. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to keep you Zelda and Tank Top. It's not bad. It's <laughs> their title. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get on to this news. Uh, it's a pretty cool promotion. I'm glad they're doing more stuff like this. Yeah. I don't this think I... this is the end of what we've seen with this. Yeah. Go ahead, Brent. We're getting a collab with Power Wash Simulator. Another and, one? We and, just got uh, one. Square Enix bringing Midgard from Final Fantasy VII. You'll be able to... Let's see... It's coming to all platforms March 2nd. Uh, you'll Very be able soon. to... I want to say, what was it? There was five five different parts to this. New pack ha- contains five different level sets. Um, above and below the plate. Mm-hmm. Armed with your collection of high-pressure uh, high pressure power washers. The rotting you'll set, pizza. Uh, you'll set out to work and clean up messes made by Midgard's usual suspects. Uh, so, you, of course, you'll be employed by <laughs> Don uh, Corleone's <laughs> lackeys, uh, Professor Don Corneo, Hojo, Don, Don, Corneo Don Corneo, Wall Market fame, <laughs> Professor uh, Hojo, uh, and Heidegger's uh, Dangerous Tech, and it shows there's there's some uh, screenshots in this article. This was uh, Sal Romano from Gamatsu here. And it shows, oh god, sorry, clicked on something. But it shows power washing uh, parts of the uh, parts of the plates, 
um the the bike oh yeah from like the upper view the yeah uh the uh the bar seventh heaven um with pinball machine and oh my gosh what's that I, why can't i think of this enemy's name the very scorpion last thing? picture the, the scorpion thing yeah yeah but it the shows air you cleaning buster? that the air buster is that the right one mm, maybe it says an uh, portable air buster polar knight says i love the tank top dude he reminds me of Ming, the merciless arch enemy of flash gordon that works <laughs> that's <too>. Damn, I love Polar Knights. I hope you, I hope you stick with us. These are good, these are good comments. That's Cesar, by the way. I'm Richard. I guess we went through introductions, but I'm Richard. Brant is Zelda. Zelda is much more exciting. And Tank Top is not Ming. He is, however, Cesar, our one and only Cesar. The Cesar. It's funny because I saw, I just saw Flash Gordon. Maybe not like six months ago. (laughs) It's a recent (laughs) reference. Yeah. Yeah. What a great crossover this is. We just had, what, the Tomb Raider one was announced? Uh, Yeah. Was there one before that? Like, you're doing her mansion. You're doing Lara Croft's mansion, which people who played Tomb Raider games over the years are very familiar with. I feel like there was one more, but there's there's so many opportunities to do stuff with this. You could do any of the buildings in um, Skyrim when that comes out. I'm sure Nintendo won't throw their franchises out there but there's great you could do the temple of time and zelda would be amazing what franchises uh would y'all like to see like pit row and an f-zero game you have to clean off all the cars before they race that's probably being a better one yeah that would be interesting because each one of the vehicles has to i've never played power wash simulator i've watched some gameplay of it yeah uh you definitely have to have that certain level of satisfaction from doing that sort of stuff seen a lot of streamers play it yeah I have actual things to power wash, so it's almost like the lawn mowing simulator where I'm not fully motivated to <laughs> do this. Like, I do this in real life. I, I do I do video games for escapism. I'm not going to do this <laughs> when I know there's a sidewalk like right outside that could be power washed. Any other games y'all would want to see? Uh, zookeeper, maybe uh, power wash the animals in the zoo. Uh, sounds painful. <laughs> Stark. <laughs> sounds painful. <laughs> There's definitely some gritty areas in Metroid Prime that I'm in that could use a could use a pressure washing, or uh, the Twilight Realm from Zelda. Like I said, I don't know about that into oh fucking uh, Super Mario Sunshine. So the whole game is about power washing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brant's looking up something. We're we're feverishly waiting for him to. Yeah, I was to trying conclusion. to I was trying to see if I can find any more about the crossovers. Yeah, I think it was Tomb Raider was the other big one. I think there was one more, but I can't remember. Yeah, the mansion in Tomb Raider. I can't Raider. find it. Which was really cool. I saw some screenshots of that, and it looked really good. And these are, these come out free to each, to every version of Power Wash Simulator? They're not add-on packs or anything? When did that say? March 7th? Yeah, the Midgar Special Pack is set for release March 2nd. For all platforms, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC via Steam. And cue the victory fanfare, this according to the press release. It's free to anyone who owns the game. It's crazy cool. I like stuff like this. It's going to be fun to uh, download on Game Pass, then. Nintendo should jump on one of those. Are you trying to segue? 
No, I'm just. Uh, I had to look real quick. I was like, damn, that's <laughs> no. pretty good. I was like, that's pretty good, Brent. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was glorious. <laughs> I just fucked it up. <laughs> like, damn, Brent, that was smooth. Into Instead, we're going to hell station. next month. Yeah. Power watch that, this. That works with Game Pass soon. Yeah. Yeah. Is that gonna come to Game Pass? Uh, we haven't gotten the other ones. Um, and we're talking about when the Activision Blizzard deal closes. Yeah. I was threatening to play uh, Diablo mm. 3 very recently. <laughs> Brent doesn't seem to think it's going to happen. Okay, so we haven't talked about it in a minute. So, the first of all, <laughs> Bobby Kotick, everybody's favorite uh, asshole uh, over at Activision mm-hmm. Blizzard. It sucks. Basically, like, th- uh, I, not really threatened, but threatened uh the cma saying that if they didn't okay the deal that they would become death valley uh so whatever the hell that means even though if the deal does go through he's not going to be there anymore and then he must be getting a big buyout in this deal then yeah and then the cma came out and said well we haven't made a full ruling but uh if you split up this deal we could possibly approve it like if you you know sold off call of duty was what they kind of hinted at or actually said outright and who would that how is, would that I was about to say, who would they go isn't, to isn't that like more than <laughs> half of what this deal is about call of duty i would assume so it doesn't make sense to to pay billions and billions of dollars and not get Everything, you know. Which has remained relevant after all these years. I was thinking about when Call of Duty first launched and what it's become and all these talks of the death knell of Call of Duty and they keep growing and overcoming somehow. I'm playing Call of Duty now more than I ever have. We're playing that shit now. We're playing a lot of that game. A free version of it too. We don't even have to buy that one. Mm -hmm. What a wild... You know, if you told me something like that was going to happen 10 years ago, I would have thought that was just bizarre. But we've had this rise of the live service and battle pass type things. What was the first battle pass game? Who did that originally? Was that a MOBA? Did that evolve from MOBAs to like first person shooters? I'm trying to think of what actually was the first one. Was it Fortnite that coined battle pass? I hate to even bring that up. Yeah, because there stuff. there really wasn't anything there in um in um oh my gosh player I mean, unknowns battle 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 yeah. PUBG it, they, didn't have that before they didn't then. have that you just got Cesar what we got new maps added Brant were you playing that with us back then Mm-mm. you never I, dropped I started in? playing it because of y'all but I know we were fucking addicted to the game I guess That's like pretty damn good game PUBG is awesome. Oh, but so many people have like learned lessons from that format and that type gameplay. Like sometimes when we're when we're flying in on those parachutes on Warzone, it looks to me exactly like it's almost like the same uh, animations and everything out of PUBG. It's so reminiscent of that. And hump in the air. I think Cesar coined like hump in the air when you can like move your character and <laughs> start flying, start like, flying through the air with the parachute. Oh, God, we beat around the bush. Uh, this comes from The Verge. Diablo 4's open beta starts next month. You'll get to play through the game's prologue and the entire first act. This comes from Emma Roth at 
The Verge. The open beta for Diablo 4 is just weeks away at IGN's Fan Fest on Saturday. Was there anything else that came out of that Fan Fest? I didn't even know it was a thing. I tend to steer clear of most IGN stuff, though. Yeah. I haven't heard of anything but this coming out of it, honestly. Yeah. I didn't even know that was happening. They've got to have a very specific personality or a show or something that I've really fallen for. And it's been 10-ish years, probably, since I was really heavily interested in anything IGN had to say. Um, At IGN's Fan Fest on Saturday that we didn't hear anything about, Blizzard announced that the open beta will kick off on March 24th and last until the 26th. It's a small window. While those who pre-ordered the game will get early access to the game from March 17th to 19th, during the beta you'll get to intimately explore the early game of Diablo 4, including the game's... (laughs) (laughs) What do they do? Uh, Check the dinosaur skirts? Uh, the early game of Diablo 4, including the game's prologue and all of Act 1, which takes place in the Fractured Peaks. I guess that's the intimate part. As you traverse the snowy landscape, you'll get to complete quests and slay demons for as long as you want, but you can only reach up to level 25. Intimately. Blizzard... Do what? Level 25, <laughs> intimately. Intimately, <laughs> <laughs> intimately reach. Uh... They've decided that the level cap is 69. We don't know why. We're not sure how intimately the level cap was was chosen. Blizzard also showed off Diablo 4's opening cinematic, which I need to watch this, giving us a closer look at the game's first zone as well as its robust character customization options. According to IGN, this is just one of the many cinematics you'll see throughout the game, which will assert, insert your custom-designed intimate character into various intimate scenes, no matter how intimate, <laughs> quote, creative you decide to get, they say. You can access the Diablo 4 beta on Series X, S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC like any open beta. Blizzard warns that you may encounter performance issues while playing, but notes it will use any feedback to make its final tweaks before the game's long-awaited June 6th release. I'm going to try this out. Were we doing the show when I was really heavy into Diablo 3? Yes. Okay. Yes. You remember those talks? Uh-oh. Oh, you're watching playing. the trailer. Yeah, it's oh. playing. I didn't hit oh. play. It just went. Oh, this new iPad's amazing. It just it, yeah, it knows I think, what I want to see. I think you said you and your brother got into it, and then you kind of... See, I text him. I sent him the the beta thing, and he's like, "I didn't play much of that." I'm like, "What? I thought that was me and him." Yeah, was it was I think, I think yeah. it was you and him, and then he <laughs> fell off, and you you kept going. <laughs> this guy told me he didn't play much of it. I'm like, "Wait, what? I played it with somebody. I don't think it was. I don't think it was anybody but you." Oh man, the game is excellent. It's good on just about all platforms. I've threatened one day to do a three because the 360 version supports LAN, and I have four copies. I've threatened to do a land party and just play some of that campaign together, like everybody in the same room sort of thing. It'd be a lot of fun, I think. Or we could probably play it on Steam at this point, right? We could. Yeah. For the Blizzard launcher. So That's sorry, awesome. could you get to the Blizzard launcher on Steam Deck? Uh can I probably imagine so if you go into the Windows ten or if you install Windows ten on there. Oh, you have to do that build of it? Yeah, probably. I don't think there's a... Uh, well, I mean, there might be a Linux-based one. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Seed. Or I planted the it. seed. Now it's time that's, to check. Absolutely not. That's a lot of work, and I don't feel like doing that. It's <laughs> a lot of work. They didn't... I, I don't think they ported everything over like the Bethesda integration, did they? Remember Bethesda no. was like, Overwatch, sign in and all your shit moves over? Well, Overwatch 2 is, is stuck on uh, Battle. Battle I actually... I need to try that. It's not on this PC. It's on my laptop. I need to try that because I've not done that. I kind of fell away from PC gaming for a minute, but the Steam Deck's got me fired up again. 
I need to see what from that Bethesda library would transfer over. Am I outside of the window? I don't. I don't know. I can't remember if it was one of those closed transfer things or I not. I did all that like way back. So. Yeah. I did see today the the Spider-Man remastered that comes with the Miles Morales mm-hmm. that expires June 2024. So I got to crack open mine and redeem. I got to redeem that copy. Oh, I got less than a year. It's the new Babylon's Fall. Oh, which we <laughs> haven't started yet. Oh my god. Oh, next time I wake up at like three in the morning, I'm just gonna come down here and stream Babylon's Fall in the middle of the I, night. I'll text you guys to pull up the stream. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. At this point, <laughs> let it go. Making it time. Yeah. Let Babylon fall. It's going Babylon to. Babylon is falling. <laughs> Let it go. That or we'll wait until somebody puts up a private server somewhere. Bring it back. Yeah, it's like that one game that somebody will bring back, like just for the shits and giggles. Babylon's Fall and Mag, right? I would play Mag again. Yeah. Mag was good. We could still play Warhawk, so that's all that matters. We can still play Warhawk these yeah. days. And there's a list of like. 40 plus original Xbox games that you can play on your original Xbox hardware now. I just want to play Warhawk. Online. That's it. What's that? I just want to play Warhawk. That's it. You can play it now. I, that's what I'm saying. We, I, I want to play it now. Oh, let's fire it up. Let's leave let's the go. podcast. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. We will catch you next <laughs> week. Bye. <laughs> so sorry if you say adios. The, the show is officially <laughs> over. We know how this goes. I'm already, my, my mouth is already over the uh, in call. Oh shit! <laughs> Leave, uninstall, delete, block, report. <laughs> not, e- not even, not even in call. My end is like in the whole session. I'm, that's where my cell uh, <laughs> phone right there. In, everybody's kicked out. So uh, Warhawk uses like a, they have like an application built to like spoof a LAN essentially. Was that feature not in Mag with 256 people? Could you not land Mag at, at all? Like I know it was online only. It must have had some sort of server authentication. Probably. Yeah. I don't oh, know the man. lore of the mag. Could so. we organize a 256-player mag <laughs> land? That Do would be awesome. To? That would be so fucking cool. That's the ultimate land party. We have fun with the Halo ones, but if you have... Remember, mag had, like, the different zones you had to take over. So, like, you were on a squad, but it was part of another half of the team. Yeah. And that would be, like, you had to control the oil field, or you had to go turn on a generator or something like that. Did you ever dive into mag at all, Brent? No, not really. <sighs> This is I know there chaos, was a lot man. of talk about it. I went in there and I was like, fucking chaos. I don't. I just remember going in there like, what is happening? God, it was so good. It was so ahead of its time. 256 people. And they talked about it for years at E3. It was like, mag, mag, mag. It was yeah, every it so show. Fast. They killed it so fast, though. They pulled the plug on it, you know. Well, it went the way with Zipper, right? When they killed mm-hmm. Zipper, they killed uh, mag. They gave us Mag, they gave us that badass Vita game that you and I played co-op and enjoyed, and then... Well, Unit 13? Keep telling Brand about that one. Is that more than co-op? Are there actual, like, up to four player? No. Uh, do you want me to pull the copy? I can see it I don't right think here. so. Don't yes, like you're that. looking at it. Look at All it and right. see. Because remember, a bunch of those got games are ad hoc. Right Hold on, I got it right here. We talked about it last week. It's it's not. We it's do. uh We never do. It's, it, Two it's, players. Infrastructure players co-op or one player. Like a bunch, a bunch of those PSP games have ad hoc mode. So once you're loaded into there, you're good. Is that your online code to let you play online? Yeah. Or pay ten dollars, or GameStop will print one for you if you buy it from them. Even though it's not online. Hey, we keep fucking around. We're gonna bring back Unit 14. It's gonna happen. 13. 
Yeah, unit 13 and three quarters. <laughs> 13 and thir- uh, one third. 13 one third. I've seen a movie like that one time. It's going to be Clay right. Fighter all over again. <laughs> that's, your, that's your intimate Diablo update. Yeah. Sculptor's, sculptor's cut of uh, of Unit 13. <laughs> blockbuster exclusive. 13 and one third. We get a new Vita game. It's a Blockbuster exclusive. You have to go to that one in Oregon <laughs> oh and get it. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, Brent, one of our new coworkers is from that area. Really? <laughs> that's where the last Blockbuster is. Oh, specifically. Uh, next up, speaking of things that died in 2012 era uh, gaming, following <laughs> years of delays, this comes from VideoGameChronicle.com and Tom Ivan. Following years of delays, Dead Island 2 has gone gold, and its release date has been brought forward. What? The sequel is now will now re- re- the sequel will now arrive on April 21st, a week earlier than previously expected. Following years of delays, the long-awaited Dead Island 2 has finally gone gold. Who actually made this game? In addition to announcing the main development of the game has been completed, publisher Deep Silver has brought forward the release date. April 21st, PS5, PS4, Series 1, PC, via the Epic Games Store. That means it would avoid a clash with Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which was recently delayed to April 28th. Oh, God. It's not a relief. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Here's the summary I was looking for, because I knew it was crazy. First announced in 2014... The zombie action RPG has suffered a series of delays and changes a developer. It was originally in the works at Spec Ops The Line studio, Jaeger, before development stu- t- duties were taken over by Sumo Digital. Damn Buster, an internal deep silver studio, then took over development in 2019. Dead Island 2 takes place in Los Angeles and features six playable characters. That screenshot looks like Dead Island. Uh, players who pre-purchase the game will receive access to the Memories of Banoi DLC pack featuring two unique weapons, a special weapon perk, and skill card. Dead Island was an awesome game when it came out. I was very much in love with this game. It was almost like the a single-player PUBG-style thing where the deck is stacked against you, scavenge for everything you can. Uh, it's the Resident Evil of Dead Island game of zombie games. <laughs> I don't know if that works. <laughs> so, I mean, all that matters is since they're done with this, Dan, ba- Dan Buster can go back to making uh, your... Uh, uh, what did they make? They made the Free Radical design. They made Homefront. They also made your um, Time Dan Buster made Homefront? Yeah, they made Time Splitters as well. Ooh. It's the same group. Free Radical design. Really? That's yeah. where they. That's where some of them ended up. And doesn't Deep Silver have that Time Splitters? They do. License? Yeah. They do, yeah. They bought it from Crytek when they bought that studio from them. That's right. I bet that's where that pivots to then. You might be right, sir. We should be due to see some time splitter stuff, right? E3? Or whatever that week is, the Keeleys, or whatever. June, early June games announcements. We won't even call it E3 anymore. Who knows anymore, right? It's just June. We're going to call it June. June. June game announcements. June games. June games. games. And Microsoft will announce some stuff at the Microsoft Nokia Theater. Conveniently located right outside of oh, the, the Nokia, <laughs> the Nokia that they bought and tossed away after they stole the patents. Yep. Isn't that how those things usually work out, though? Take the best of them and spit the shell out. Yeah. Nokia had some uh, very innovative stuff back in the day. There were uh-huh. Nokia TVs. I see them on the CRT gaming thread a oh. lot. Did y'all have y'all ever seen a Nokia TV? I have not encountered one. In of my those. fever dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm having when I'm looking at that thread late, late at night. 
Oh, what's happening on CRT Gaming? Nokia? Is that Nokia? <laughs> yeah. You're waking up at 2 a.m. Nokia, 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 Nokia. <laughs> I have a Nokia they CRT make a monitor. Damn indestructible <laughs> phone. Now they they made indestructible CRTs. Snake. The fucking snake's going do, 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 trying to plot the path. Oh, did y'all speaking of that, did y'all watch the uh trailer for the Tetris movie that's coming oh to Apple gosh. TV Plus? That looks yeah. freaking ridiculous. It's heavily dramatized, but yeah. I think the story in it is gonna be really, really good. The, it's the got st- Troy Baker. So trailer's way over the top. Uh Jeff Grubb was pointing out like Hiroshi Yamauchi has never been represented before, but that was a very good looking Hiroshi Yamauchi. It looks just like him. I, I, it did. I knew who it was yeah. immediately when I saw it. Oh, I did too. Yeah. We were all doing the uh, Leonardo at the. Yep. <laughs> that was all of us. Pretty yeah, good. I need the beer in my hand when I, I do the pointy. <laughs> I did. I, I made it happen. It's the ultimate prop. Speaking of pretty good games. Oh, go ahead, Brant. We have our PlayStation Extras and Premium games announced. And surprisingly, uh, a pretty good classic list. Uh, under the premium category. But first, yeah. we'll get to the what you get with your extra tier. Uh, it's Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, Borderlands Good 3. Good title. Earth Defense Force 5. Ooh. Is that one for- good? Uh, EDF. 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 Yes, apparently. Uh, the Forgotten City. I've been wanting to play this. I'm actually intrigued by this. It's like a Skyrim mod offshoot. Mm-hmm. If I remember right. Uh, the big title that just I don't know if anybody was expecting uh, Horizon Forbidden West is already coming to the to the service. But this kind of lines up with their um, PlayStation's new model. Yeah. They'll probably put it in this service and then within another you know, four or five months, you'll probably see something about it coming to PC. So, right around June, June video game news time. Y- yeah, summer, June, summer games. News time. June games. June Ho- games. Hopefully, it- <laughs> I, hope, I really hope to see that announced at June games. <laughs> what? <laughs> hopefully, June hopefully it does better on PC than the last few Sony titles because. Sackboy didn't do too great, and apparently Returnal's not doing great well, on the PC market. They'll do amazing when it's at a 20 or less price point. So. I read a thing about Returnal because they're doing like no marketing on Returnal for mm. PC whatsoever. And it's not it's not me- meeting the levels of a huge franchise like a Spider-Man or God of War. But just it's – I think it's outperforming what they had thought it was going to do with their like hands-off approach to even pitching anything about it. Yeah, and the, plus the specs to run that game is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, my, I did my see PC you yeah. could not run, run it. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw you couldn't run it on Steam Deck. Like it was garbage on Steam Deck. Yeah, like, damn. Is it just that finely suited for PS5 somehow? It's I don't know. It, it runs like a dream on there, right? A brand yeah, yeah, it runs the great on there. I think the only difference is the resolution, right? It's like that 1080p resolution. It wasn't. Brent, is, uh, is that co-op part up on Returnal? Yeah. Is yeah, it just two I haven't, people? I think so. I haven't I okay. haven't really gotten back into it and uh, to see how far do you have to get in here's my <laughs> here's my bullshit. How far do you have to get into it to uh, be able to play co-op? That I don't know. We'd have to cuz I got to look into that. Damn it, I Richard, we can't copy. do this in Babylon's Fall, man. You do this every time. 
I know, choose one classic franchise to participate in. I uh, I found a physical copy for like $17 or something, but then Ooh. I know it's actually on that extra tier. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious how long it takes to get to the unlock the co-op part. Is it is it the main campaign or like a side story or? I'm not sure because I think the last time I booted it up. Oh, shoot. The Unit 13 <laughs> servers were I, up? I, I booted it up for... Um the PlayStation stars, which I always forget about until mm-hmm. the end of the month. So I, I need to look at that again. I got the um, level. I did something. I got to level two. It sent me a notification. Um, all, all the matters is once you get to level four, you get better customer service. That's all that matters at that point. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You get priority. <laughs> but I know once, once I booted <laughs> it up, there was, sure. there was a brand new thing. There was already, uh, once I got into my game, it gave me like a short little um, video for this new, I forgot what it's called, the tower or something. So there was already new um, content to come visit. What What is the tower? Like an end game thing? Like a challenge? Yeah, challenge kind of, kind of like a, yeah. Like so a, is, it, is it leaning? Is it Pisa? Is it in Italy? Yes, leaning tower of Pisa. Coming to Returnal. Oh, it's like the end see. of uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> you get to the tower, and it's the Tower of Pizza. You're like, oh, no. You so, damn dirty apes. Which, which one? Is it the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg and this, uh, Abraham Lincoln as no. an ape? No, it's the one with the president <laughs> of the NRA. I'm glad you're upset when you're like, uh, no, not that one, no. I we enjoyed that movie. I had the soundtrack I, to that. Listen to it never a lot. Got the, we never got the sequel. Tim Burton's no. Planet of the Apes. I liked it. I really did like it. It was, was a different take. My mom took us to that movie. My mom, it's weird, is a very big fan of the Planet of the Apes franchise. <laughs> I mean, she introduced us to a lot of sci-fi. Probably her favorite movie mm-hmm. of all time is Wrath of Khan. So that's a, that's a heavy influence. It's a good movie, yeah. Uh, she actually, I'll throw a mom shout out. I sent you guys a picture of a PS3 that she found at a garage sale. She picked up a PS3 and a bunch of games for, for me, but then the kids ended up playing the hell out of it, so... I was like, sure. You guys don't have a Blu-ray player up there. That's let's go. All right, we'll go back to the extra games. I oh, am. I guess sets... it, it does play Blu-rays, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I guess I was thinking in another room that they have access to. But wow. yes, yes, you're right. Uh, I am Setsuna. Lost Fear. That was uh, the follow-up to Setsuna, right? Yeah. Onanaki. Outriders. <laughs> the Quarry. Resident <laughs> Evil 7 Biohazard. Uh, Scarlet Nexus. And Tekken 7. Man, I'm looking <laughs> back over this list. This is a PlayStation ass list. Yeah. That's this a, list is it's PlayStation. Yes. That's a good ass list. Which one is this for? That is the PlayStation Extras tier. And that's the one you dropped down to, Brant. Right? Yeah, I went ahead and dropped down because... That seems like the best bet. So far, it has been the best bang for your buck. And they added nothing to premium. Um, All those well, things are in that same tier. Yeah, mo- most of the stuff, the the classics catalog is locked behind the premium. That's right. That's and right. I mean, there's it's stuff like Resident Evil Biohazard and the original, was it Tekken 2? And there's a couple other games that are that Mr. are also Driller. Mr. Driller, um, Ridge Racer, 2. yeah, 
Ridge Racer 2. Ape Escape. Mm, I think you can just outright you purchase can, you, can out there, you can outright buy Ape Escape, yeah. Oh, yeah. so those are outside of the, yes, of the they, subscription tier. Yeah, there yeah. are some... Uh, any of the PS3 stuff, of course, that you have to stream, and some of the PlayStation Classics uh, 1 and 2... I think mostly it's just PS1 stuff that I saw. So extra is the PSP streaming game. tier? Or premium is the streaming tier as well? Premium, streaming, and classic, yeah. I believe. Okay. The streaming tier is kind of cool when I was messing around with it a couple weeks ago. But they actually did drop some uh, some decent classics on us this month. Finally! Uh, coming in actually just a couple of days. I'm really excited about one of these titles in particular. Harvest Moon. Harvest, Harvest Moon. Moon. Wild Arms, too. Back to Nature. Uh, yes, they actually, the first place. they actually did add Wild Arms 2, uh, to the service. They had Wild Arms, yes. uh, and Wild Arms 3 on the service, but not Wild Arms 2. Thank you for finally adding 3. We now have the complete trilogy. Uh, they, instead of adding a, um, PS2 game, they added the Destroy All Humans, uh, remake for PS4 to that tier as well. I keep meaning to go back to this one, and I never do. Hey, that's a remade PS2 game. There you go. But not... That is the one thing they're lacking, is they're not, they don't have a lot of PS2 games. But also, as me and Cesar have pointed out, the compatibility on the uh, emulation side of that um, PS5 doing PS4's PS2 emulation can get a little rocky sometimes. Yeah. How does a uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter play on there? I have not tried that one yet. Nor have last, I. Last time I popped it in, it was in my PS4. I popped it in and played it for a minute. I wonder how. Oh, I, I wonder tried who, it on PS5. Yeah, I wonder who ported that one. I wonder if it's a. Uh, you know, because some of the stuff we can't compare apples to apples, right? Some of these people yeah. have source code and they make legit copies of like. Brant's wearing the Link to the Past shirt. We didn't talk about it the past couple weeks, but they had, there's a native PC version of Link to the Past now where they took that code. It's not emulated on anything. That is a PC copy of Link to the Past. Uh, if you have that code, make sure you back it up somewhere. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the internet. Things don't disappear, but Nintendo is more than likely coming for those folks. But, you know, some of these things are emulated where it's running through some sort of software to get it to display and play properly on this new device versus a native code or a native port. So I wonder sometimes like, did they go to the effort of doing that with that star Wars collection or, um, are they just doing like a what, digital eclipse has that they have an engine. I can't remember what they call it, but it's like an adaptable engine that they have for multiple platforms as they come out where they can keep adding stuff to it, to the cores. Basically they've made a retro arch for their, yeah for, for their stuff. Right. Oh, the uh, that Jaguar emulator that the guy wrote. It's White House something. Rick White House, I think, is huh. his name. That he wrote for that uh, Atari collection. It has a full core for the Mister, and it has Jaguar CD support now. Huh. For for all sixteen of the Jaguar CD <laughs> games, I think. Well, the game I care about is Bubsy. Mm. Did that get a Jaguar CD version? Who knows? It probably didn't deserve one, but I'll play it. I had the chance to buy one of those years ago and it looked so off-putting. I was like, there's no, I hate the Jaguar. There's no reason I need a Jaguar CD. Brant's hunting for a Jaguar. 
No, I'm uh Honey for Bubsy. About to talk about <laughs> nope. the game <laughs> the the one game that I'm I'm very excited uh to play this week. So that comes to PS five. Oh, okay. Legend the Legend of Dragoon. Is that the goodwill one, one you found? One of the greatest no, this this one I've had. But one of the greatest uh RPGs on the platform. I think we're all big fans of the game here. And I heard somebody say that it was, I forget who was re- reporting on it, but I saw something and they were like, oh yeah, this was a uh, great RPG. I think it, it was distributed by Square Enix. I'm like, no, no, sir. This, that was a Japan Studios deal. That was, that was the that was a Final Yoshida Fantasy. Joint yeah, too, that was dude. the Final Fantasy killer is what that was supposed to be. At one point, that was Sony uh, Computer Entertainment's highest budgeted game. Yeah. Oh, it was oh, their shit. Yeah, it was. It was it their shin move for years, like six million dollars or something like that. Which today is a indie game. Ridiculous, though. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Is there any way that you guys know of? I know Brent, you loaned me at one point your PS3 save converter thing. Mm-hmm. Is there any way to get these saves from the PS1 <sighs> forward? <laughs> I, I think we had talked about that and. There, I don't believe there is. Yeah, it's it's interesting though because you think there'd be a way to do it, considering that when you go into the um, the cloud, what what is it? The cloud gaming for PS3. It basically puts you on the PS3. That emulated servers. PS3. Yeah, yeah. It's an I saw that when I was PS3. playing Ratchet. And I was like, this is wild. Is the weirdest which, thing. Having set up that PS3 for the the kids this past weekend, mm-hmm. the cross media bar was ahead of its it was ahead of its time. I love that interface. I would I would have liked it on the Vita. I didn't really like the bubbles on the Vita. Yeah, the bubbles cross media bar would have been awesome. You were able to make folders and organize your videos and music and. Uh, Cesar, I saw on this, uh, there's a Steam Deck mod where you can change your uh, Steam Deck as you go across the different icons. You can change it to the cross-media bar tunes. That clicking. The <laughs> I saw that. I saw you were sending me that stuff, and I looked at it, and I said, man, this is too much work. <laughs> <laughs> too much work? Yeah. Uh, I, that's like me when I was in my 20s. Like, yeah, I'm going to boot this up. I'm going to get this logo. and I'm like, Get out of here. Cesar, you're still pro at tinkering with this stuff. I'm over, I'm over here. I'm trying to get the fastest way I can boot Final Fantasy 2 on my Steam Deck. That's all I care about at this point. So. <laughs> all right. We're all excited about Legend of Dragoon. What day is that? Is there one? Uh, the 21st. Oh, very soon. Yeah, we're all, yeah, we all took that day off work, remember? We all agreed. <laughs> yes, in celebration of President's Day. President <laughs> Shuhei Yoshida. We all, this, we all took this the week is, off. This week is pretty crazy with both Legend of Dragoon dropping on the 21st and then the uh, the physical version of uh, Prime coming out as well. All, all mine got delayed, all my physical copies. Really? Yeah. Is yours still on for shipping? I believe so. So did you um somebody had written an article somewhere where um most retail places, Amazon and Best Buy and all that, have moved away from doing uh release date guarantees on gaming and they, they have been coming late. Like I my last couple of games, I've been getting them in I got stuff that came out Tuesday, I got them in yesterday uh yesterday, yeah, Saturday. So I, I bought when did so, Hogwarts come out? Uh early this month, like the tenth. I got that three <laughs> days ago and I bought yeah. it May of last year. Uh 
it's a, it's a thing that's going around the whole like retail thing. Like they're they're not promising. Like they're shipping out games late now. That's apparently it's a thing. So, Cesar, did you get a Hogwarts in from GameFly or ask for it? Uh, no, I ended up uh, moving up to the only. I still have four spoken, which I'm almost done with, and then um, I think the other game they're sending to me is Wild Hearts. Okay, because uh, if somebody doesn't, if somebody wants to borrow Hogwarts, I'm not gonna be playing it anytime soon. I don't think. Uh, so. I'm not either. Not with all these games coming in. Brand, from... any interest? <laughs> no? no, not really. Uh, I mean, Brent's I'll like it's got Quidditch in it. It's a sport. I don't do it. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'll, play it. I'll play it eventually, but it's not to mention the moments. all the crap going on about that game. That too. That too. I just yeah. And uh, Jason Trier is out there saying the worst offense of the game is the story sucks. <laughs> He's like, all the things you could say about this game and I could say about this game. He's like, the story sucks. <laughs> it's going to sell like gangbusters, though. I think it already yeah, has. It has. Oh, yeah. it's. I think I saw something on the, the UK game charts. It already sold like 80%. It's more than Elden Ring or something like that. For all intents and purposes, it's a very good Harry Potter game. See, see, for me, I'm not that big in the Harry Potter lore stories or whatever, because uh, the only Easy. movie I liked was uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. And I've always seen like people online say like the game's a good seven to eight game. But if you're like a, if you're a Harry Potter fan, it's like nine and ten. It's like you, you jump it up to two spots. So. So that that's what a lot of people have been saying on Reddit and all that. I've been right. That everywhere. Because you so. appreciate all the little bits of lore and yeah. things like that that are interspersed in there. So I, I think that's why I, I'm not in a rush to play it because I, I don't know, man. I only like Prisoner of Azkaban. That's the only movie. I, I don't even think I watched part two of the final movie or whatever that final movie was. I think I just like, eh, I'm done with this. So I, I like, read the first four books and adored them. I loved every minute of it. And then the fifth one had the like teenage, angsty, dark, weird thing and i literally only watched the movies up until where i had read so i have no clue what happens with any of the rest of it and the plan was always like read the stories to my kids so i've got to figure out the right way we're gonna go about doing that and then watching the movie because sorcerer stone was on this weekend and i was watching some of that and i remember going to see that with uh my cousin and my brother and my dad and my late uncle we all went to like the local uh small town theater in florida and all watched that together and i was uh, I mean, the John Williams score is part of that, right? And you hear the music in the game, so mm-hmm. I think that'll carry that'll carry part of it for sure. I don't know. Maybe what, maybe um, one day. <clears throat> yes, maybe one day. And I think it's going to be a much more inexpensive title come holiday time. Uh, very much so. <laughs> I'm also very interested in watching the, and seeing what the Switch version looks like in July. Oh. Very curious. Very curious. I'm not. Oh, God, I'm not. If they, um, this is not on PS4 and Xbox One, right? Not yet. I think it's it's coming later. Although uh, we've seen what a Switch title yeah. in the right hands can actually look like with my, the my, uh, Metroid Prime. Very my fa- true. My favorite is uh, people listing uh, the PS1 Haggard from the Harry Potter games <laughs> and say this is the Switch version. He's <laughs> <laughs> like this weird looking Haggard. That meme it's, is so uh, good. It probably is not far off. <laughs> <laughs> rest in rest in peace, Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, oh. I mean he did a great Haggard man. He's a very memorable character in that movie. So. He was good in uh, two Bond movies too. He was very good in the in Goldeneye and The World's Not Enough. Two Bond movies I have not seen. So you never seen Goldeneye? No, I I never seen a Pierce Bronson uh, Golden uh, wow. James Bond film. I don't believe in Pierce Bronson. He doesn't exist in my world. Uh, the <laughs> next one up would be uh, Daniel Craig. So 
That's I've seen all of Daniel Craig's ones. Yeah. Okay. And I've only seen one of his. So I guess yeah. that's, the, that's the trade off. And Scott Falls is one of the best movies I've ever seen. So. Damn. I remember my my this tattoo right here. I remember uh, Sky Skyfall just came out on Blu-ray, and this, the dude's like, "Yeah, you don't mind we watch this?" And he we just were watching Skyfall as I, as I was getting tattooed. So. Huh. And uh, that's that's the first time I saw Skyfall. So. That is very memorable. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. This uh, I know we're gonna get on the games played, but Harvest Moon Back to Nature is this is this considered a good one? Uh, I don't know where this lies it, in the. It's, it's a harvest moon, and you go back to nature, yeah. so it sounds good. <laughs> it's, I've it's never a played a harvest moon. I, okay, I've never played a harvest moon. <laughs> I played the Super Nintendo one. I I have the one on um. I have the PS one version. I'm looking at it right now on PS one. That Back to Nature. Uh, Our stream it. I have all the bastard versions of Harvest Moon, like the one that you have to have the PlayStation Move to play. I don't know, man. I, the dance pad. It all sounds great on paper. Every time I'm like, ooh, Harvest Moon, or ooh, Story of Seasons, and I buy it, and I'm like, oh, and then I play it. It's like, what the fuck's this shit? And I, I don't think I ever get far, far, and I just mature and candidate buy it every time. I'm like, I just wake up, I must buy the new version of this. So I don't know what kind of marketing they, in, 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 they put into my brain in the Super Nintendo version, but I've been buying Harvest Moon for a long time. So We watched, uh, my oldest child played the Story of Seasons, one of those newer ones. And I think I saw enough of that to be like, yeah, sure. That's that. I'm yeah, okay. I'm, I'm I'm looking at the PSP one right here. I, I fucking bought them all, man. I'm such an idiot. Harvest What's Moon. What's the PSP Harvest Moon? Hero of Leaf Valley. I bought every fucking Harvest Moon. I'm a fucking moron. Look at this. I'm looking at it. There's, there's You've never played any of those? I've not played. It's, it's still fucking sealed. I, I'm I'm scared to look at the PS2 side. I'm sure in the GameCube side, there's a whole <laughs> shit done over there. That GameCube game one was uh was highly revered. But then they ported it to PS2, and people didn't like that one. PS2 one is a uh, bad ports, man. You know, GameCube was ahead of its time. I mean, just like Tails. That Tails one is the one that all these future Tails bastard versions are based God, off game, of. I fired up Tails, man, this week, and it looks very blurry. And I was like, ooh, this is not remastered. This is like we just... We did something with this. And they just slapped the now. sticker on there? Yeah. <laughs> it's just playable now. The Switch version is is not good. I luckily did not buy that one. Well, yeah, I'm going to buy it eventually because it's a, if it's, it's a Tales game. I buy every Tales game, but I think the one I bought to play was the PS4 one. And I think the PS4 and Xbox versions do not have issues. So, so what, what PSP Harvest Moon are you looking at? Boy and Girl? Uh, oh, no, you said Hero of Leaf Valley. I see Hero of Leaf Valley is right, right in front of me right now. I got to find the other one somewhere. Nothing's in alphabetical order. It just pisses me off. Every time I look over, I find a Harvest Moon, and they're all <laughs> over the place. I think most of these are still sealed. I don't know why I do that. I just say, ooh, Harvest Moon, ooh, Harvest Moon, ooh, Harvest Moon. Yeah, but Natsume was one of those brands that carried over from, like, 8 and 16-bit that we all identified with. You saw Natsume, and that was, like, that was one of those brands, right? Holy God. Yeah, I got Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. Special edition on PS2. That's the whole version. That's like there's audio issues and stuff with that one. I got Harvest Moon Save the Homeland on PS2. That's also the whole version. I I don't know, man. It's nonstop. I'm looking at Harvest Moon everywhere. I got to stop. No, I think the only one I own is 64. That's the only one I have. Surrounded by Harvest Moon. Yeah, yeah. I'm surrounded by Harvest Moon. It's a sad, sad, sad life. It's like it's like another fucking. uh, Yep, I got Harvest Moon (laughs) Boy and Girl. God damn it! I looked at it over there. Is that Um, a? You're just. All you did was read the subtitle. Stop Harvest scanning, Moon. Cesar. Stop it. No, I can't. <laughs> Harvest Moon, can't. a sad, sad life. 
<laughs> I, I'm looking over at the Wii side. No, please stop. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, can't do it's this. an expensive game. Oh, they're all expensive games. That's probably why you buy them. They're never I, worth less than whatever you paid for it. I probably bought them for like 20 bucks. I was like, ooh, Harvest Moon. Ooh, Harvest Moon. <laughs> yep, here goes Harvest Moon Tree of Tranquility. <laughs> On the Wii? Oh, I own them all, man. I own them all. I'm done. I'm not looking anymore. I own them all. Full moon. You already saw your full moon. Yeah, I, I gave you a full moon. Yeah. Harvest Moon Wii is not expensive. That's one I of had, the cheaper ones. I have more Harvest Moons than there are uh, farming games announced on Nintendo Direct. <laughs> That's a shit ton. Was there really a Harvest Goddess? Did she actually bring pos- prosperity to Waffle Island? Waffle this is like Island. a fever dream game. The other one I'm talking about on PS3 is like the it's like the bastard version. It's like Rune of something. I forgot what it's called. Rune Factory? No, it's like Rune. You had to you had to they, you had to use the fucking um, PlayStation Move to play it. I see Rune Factory Oceans. It. Here's Hometown Story for 3DS. Yeah, it's, that's, it's Rune Factory Oceans. That's the one I got. Tides of Destiny. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop Harvest Moon. God dang it. Why do I have these? Oh, that PS1 Harvest Moon's not too expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's been on, uh, it's been, emu- I mean, it's been re-released multiple times, so. Yeah. I mean, usually the ones that are re-released a lot are not not too difficult to get. I mean, try to give me a copy of fucking an, um. Oh god, my brain just died. I don't know what it's called now. I'm just stuck on Quest 64. I don't know why why I went to Quest 64. Why? Here we are. Why would your brain go to? It's kind of the same art style though, right? No, no, no. The other game I'm talking about is uh not Quest 64 related. Oh no. No! Get Quest 64 out of my head. I got a tank top on underneath here. We should have fucked with uh, Polar Knights. I, I could have been the tank top dude also. <laughs> we're almost to tank top season. All right, we're ready to get on the games play and get off this Harvest Moon marathon. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you play? What'd I play? Harvest Moon. I got Innocent of Life, a futuristic Harvest Moon also. I just saw that on PSP. I looked over and it's there now. All right. Harvest Moon under the full moon. All the moons. Dancing in the moonlight. Harvest moon, blue moon, full moon, half moon, waxing moon, waning moon. No moon. Blood moon. Blood moon. <laughs> Blood moon. Blue moon. Weed beer. Uh, I played a considerable amount of Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 across multiple days and multiple nights. Yep. We were multiple there. people. Yeah. For a couple of them. Yeah. Did, uh... Cesar, we got the W last night. Did we get a W, the rest of us? Everything blurs together. I promise I'm no. not forgetting the epic moments. <laughs> we, we, we finished last night with the win, and then we went to Halo and, and lost the rematch and stuff. We tried to, our usual thing is get our asses kicked in Warzone and then become gods in Halo, and it went the other way around. We came in first in Warzone. We stopped playing, <laughs> and then we went to Halo. Got our we got our teeth kicked in for four straight four straight rounds oh. before we won one. So like, what, it was old three, man Halo too. There was morning, no reason. Three in the morning, yeah. Yeah, we should have lost those. But uh, there's a new mode to there's an update to Call of Duty Warzone since last week, and uh, this is season two, I guess. Uh, I bought the battle pass for ten dollars. I'm in the camp of 
I'll, they don't need any money, right? It's Activision Blizzard, and they're getting bought by one of the other biggest corporations in the entire world. Mm-hmm. But um, my thing has always been, you know, don't just play it. I don't have to be a whale. I'm not a whale if I give them $10 and I've got, you know, 60 hours in this game, right? So even though I bought the physical copy of the full game, but uh, I'm, I'm telling myself I'm eventually going to campa- play the campaign at some point, and that's that's of equal value. But... Season two is here. There's a new uh, map. It is a small island and it is a Japanese themed island. I think it's Ishaka Island or something like that. And it's more of like an urban environment along with your usual gas stations. And there's a port city. And as of last night, we discovered a shipwreck area and we try to take these two ships and we got murdered there many times. Uh, The cool thing with this mode is you get to respawn. As long as someone in your party is alive, uh, there's like a little countdown timer, like a cooldown almost, and then you'll you'll launch again. And that goes all the way up until probably, what would you say, Cesar, like two or three circles left? Yeah. It's well into the game. And by then, there's only usually 25 or 28 people. So you've, you've, you've dwindled down the ranks by the time you get to this and this resurgence. And usually uh, when you get in firefights and such, there's good weapons. And a lot of the times you'll be near a house or something and there's like 50 fucking guns outside on the ground where this bloodbath has just occurred and everybody moved on and there's all these weapons on the ground. So there's there's plenty of second chances you still need to be. I think these games, all of these battle royales are about positioning and timing, right? Where are you? What do you have? And what angle does... Do enemies have on you? What angle do you have on your squad mates? That sort of thing. So I think that's those are huge factors in all these. Even go back to when we used to play PUBG all the time. So um, how did our win occur? We we were popping at those people on the roof, and I think everybody made it into that into that finale. It was um, no, I died at the very end. It's, we were going along the seawall. Yep, because you spotted. That's right, you spotted. Yeah, the, I told uh, you they were on the roof because they were all landing on the roof. So. So kind of nearish that shipwreck area, there's like the seawall out in the ocean. And we hugged the whole outside of the seawall and then crept up into, it was like some hotels or something right there on the edge of that. And, and murdered a lot of people in the water trying to just swim around. Yep, they did. Because <laughs> the majority of the circle at that point, Brant, have you played the resurgence mode on any of them yet? No, not yet. We didn't do that? Okay. They're much quicker. You can do probably four rounds in an hour. I think it's much Ooh. faster. And that's getting deep into the game. That's not a... It's not a, a me finish where you're 50 second place automatically. We had, I think we had four straight second place finishes mm-hmm. before. Then we did like eighth or some shit. And then we won the, we won that last one, but we crept in uh, from the water. Most of the circle was in that water on the, on the Island. And the new map is pretty cool. I don't, I don't think it's anything super, super different. Uh, there's a whole underground like cave river area, which we ended up falling for. And, trying to get to and defend because there's like well there's still multiple ways in and out of there and mm. i got killed in there a lot um but like i said this mode rewards almost rewards you going for it because you got a chance of getting some good stuff and kind of clearing out who's in that area even though they can still come diving back in but if you do die and people in your squad the whole team doesn't get wiped you have a chance of coming back and that's that really does help because by that time like uh, Brant, if you and I are playing and Cesar gets killed, when he comes back, one of the two of us has a pretty good weapon that we can drop for him at that point. If there, if he can't scavenge his own stuff, 
So it's a it's a lot more forgiving, yeah. I guess I would say, and it's rapid. It's a lot quicker than um, I know some people with the battle royales. If it's one of those larger maps, and I think it's 150 people in the regular war zone, it just takes so long. You'll be 20 minutes in, and there's still 120 people, and it's like you're getting a firefight, and it's okay, I guess. You know, it's either this or the gulag, and I'm sick and tired of the fucking gulag. <laughs> hate doing that shit yeah, and you said like the they they move the gulag to 1v1 which is even more difficult now it's 1v1 and so, um and then what was it they no more level three vests everybody starts off with a level three vests that's right you start and off then, you don't have to scavenge for a vest you just have to find the armor seems to it. the plates are seen to be harder to find now right i think that's they the are. difference yeah they made mm-hmm. the plates harder to find but they give everybody hmm. a level three because we're always asking each other for plates like damn do we have plates are i 85 times somebody's telling me put on a plate i was like i don't have any plates <laughs> and I got killed our our next to last one before we won. I just knew it the whole time. I spent like five minutes with no plates. I was like, as soon as we stumble into somebody, I'm gonna get insta killed. I have nothing. They're gonna take me out, and that's what that's what happened. Yeah. I was the first one to go in the firefight. It's like I'm not the worst player, I promise you. But there I go. On your own. Uh, Warzone is an incredible game. It's very very good. Uh, I said I spent the ten dollars on the battle pass. I don't know what it's getting me. I have no clue still. It doesn't seem any different than the paid and the non-paid tier. So uh, I'm sure for like uh, some people we play it that I've played with recently, they're really uh, big into guns. They get the scopes, they get the stocks, the sights. It makes sense to them. I have lost miserably with five star weapons and I have won rounds with one star weapons. So I'm just like, give me something I'm comfortable with that has a decent sight. I can look down and it's all going to come down to fate. Essentially, I'm not really. I don't it's think like, I stress that as much anymore. It's like you said, man. That one match where we're in the tunnel trying to reclaim it, I, I think I sniped like four or five people just with a one-star sniper. I just kept, as they were all out there, I kept And you were mowing them down. I, yeah. Every time I look down, uh, Cesar's killing somebody in the bottom of the screen. We, we reclaimed the tunnel after that, yeah, because we killed yep. them all. Yeah. You wiped them out. Yeah. Yeah, we had some good rounds in that. I like that tunnel area. It's a lot of fun to dive down in there. So it's connected... There's like a river that that flows through the map, and most of it is underneath the map. You don't ever see it, but there's bridges on each entrance, and then there's like those zip lines going up and down, and there's entrances on the top of the map. So you can either dive to one of the openings and and you know either float in or swim in from there, or you can try to find one of those huts and like lower yourself down into it. But the I don't know if like the words getting out or we discovered it late or that's the meta or what, but there seems to be more and more people down there than there used to be. But you've also got a good opportunity to defend those areas and like shoot people in the water and stuff like that. Like Cesar was saying. The map is good. And that resurgence, that resurgence part is fun. Uh, some of the most fun we had the whole night, I think was in the, the pre warm up lobby thing. We decided, you know, where you drop in and you get to shoot your weapon for like a minute and a half. That's so stupid. In this mode, they're trying to fill 52 people. And if they don't have people, you just play that game. We played that game for like 10 minutes, the the loading thing. Yeah. So uh, me, Russell, Cesar decided we made this meta of like defend this roof. There's like two buildings that are lined up kind of this way. And we would land on the end of one and try to work our way towards that one and then start popping at people on the other one. And it was this back and forth of like respawning and flying in and trying to capture the bridge and uh, go or capture the top of the roof and then like going into the building in case it was getting hot and then coming back out. And we made this like whole meta of the game and it was so much fun to try to hold the roof (laughs) for it accounted for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good time, though, is the game within the game, I think Cesar said. 
Yeah, I had more fun doing that, holding the roof, because I had the rocket launcher. I just kept using the rocket launcher. You did work with that. And that's, I guess that's one of your loadouts since you kept spawning with it. You need I to guess. start buying. You, if you got good with that, you need to start buying that rocket launcher back. I got killed with one for the first time. <laughs> I saw it actually do something to somebody that wasn't just in the pregame. I usually just shoot it and just go, you see it going all over the place. It never yeah. goes where I shoot it at. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> or I'll get the grenade launcher and I'm just, uh, I'm chucking the grenades like past their feet and they're just shooting at me. They don't even give a shit. They see the grenades bouncing past them and hauling ass the other direction. Uh, the other game I played this week and I put a good bit of time in this one. I think my clock is over 10 hours. When does that happen with me? Right. Is uh Metroid prime remastered. I'm, I'm way past wherever I got in any of my playthroughs in the past. Uh, I'm now in the phase on mines. So the space pirates from the very beginning in Metroid prime, you discover they're experimenting with some sort of chemical. There's some sort of, um, element that they're, they're experimenting with. That's how you first, start the game and then as you're on talon 4 you start unraveling the mystery of what they were doing between uh enemies that you encounter and the chozo um you know people familiar with the metroid lore the chozo are like these bird race of people that were that were uh wiped out at some point and you kind of read the history of this game um Somebody, there was an article that I glanced at the headline of, and it said, Metroid Prime is a tragedy, but you have to read the, the lore and stuff hidden around it to truly unravel, like, what was happening. And apparently a meteor or something hit Talon 4, and the, a poison came from it, and they were unable to fully contain it. But they did lay out a contingency for someone to uh, discover weapons and upgrades and things like that to hopefully be able to defeat it. They, they had visions of this... Uh, not a savior, but, uh, you know, an ultimate warrior at some point that would be able to fail where, or succeed where they failed, fail where they succeeded. And so as Samus, you're unlocking these weapons and you're diving deeper into the lore of what happened here. And um, like one of the early bosses that always used to kick my ass, I fucking hated this boss, was uh, Flagra, which is a like a plant boss that's feeding off poison and poisoning all the water areas in that in that game, in the uh, like second part of the game, it's like Chozo Ruins. And once you defeat Flagra, then places that were inaccessible before because they were poison water are now clean water. It's You got rid of that poison. So the game is developing that way. The Phazon, I think, has a lot to do with it. Uh, I've met the titular Metroids. They are just as frightening as they have been in any other Metroid, uh, 2D Metroid. <laughs> they come flying at your face. Uh, I have the ice beam now, so I have that one-two punch of ice beam and missile, which is uh, instant Metroid killer for new and old fans alike. Um, I'm in a part right now in the phase on mines, and I may look at a guide. I've got to line up. It's almost like the water temple puzzle, right? I've got to line up levels of the trackball that I have with the the roller, the spider ball. I've got the morph ball upgrade that's the spider ball, and I've got to travel up this column that's rotating that has this track on it and uh one rotation will take me up to another level and then i've got to figure out what the current one for that is and it was it was late last night right before we were playing uh call of duty and halo that i was like i'm just i'm not doing this right now i may just look at the guide and see how how that thing spins and get it over with um i've done that a couple times in this game just to just to see where to go um i'll get to where i'm going like the downed frigate i got through 
Um, just point me in the right direction. I don't want to get lost. I know exploration is huge in this, and I've I've done exploring in areas after I've been pointed in the right direction. And the game will actually do this for you too. If you spend more than I would say ten or fifteen minutes in an area, it, you'll get an incoming transmission, I and it'll. Get that. I don't. I didn't ask you for anything. <laughs> I didn't get it either. Um, <laughs> you'll get an incoming transmission that tells you like, hey gravity seismic occurrence over here do, 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 do. it'll highlight something on your map so it'll kind of tell you uh the general vicinity to go into but at this point i've been in so many regions and there's so many like interlocking elevators and and things like that it's like just give me the give me the direct line to it let, let me know where i need to go and then i'll get there and start exploring it might it reminded me brant and you you put me at ease with doing this um you were doing this with a game recently where you were just like just tell me where to go then I'll explore it from there. Oh, Wind Waker. Was it Wind Waker mm-hmm. was telling you? Yeah. You don't want to know how to do the dungeon. I don't want to know how to do the level or beat the boss, but just get me to the get me to the thing. Yeah. I've passed it before, but my brain is full of so much other useless information. I don't remember the door that needed the ice beam, and I now I have the ice beam seven hours later, and I don't remember where that door's at. <laughs> just tell me where that door's at. I'm good. Yeah. I'll keep going from there. Uh, but everything is, has been flawless. I'm still playing in handheld mode. Almost let's see, 99% of the playthrough. Um, I do have it hooked up to the TV down here right now. I was trying to get a screenshot. I bounced this off of you guys, and I'm, I've set it up. I've actually cleaned up. I've set it up. But I, what I was thinking of doing is uh, I'm going to get a photo of Metroid Prime, the, um, the main screen, like the loading screen, for GameCube. Wii U slash Wii and the Switch across the little three like TVs that I have set up for for different eras of games in my game space. And then I realized like I'm so far in the phase on minds right now. There's been no safe space for probably 30 minutes of gameplay. And I was like, I'm not I'm not that committed to the picture that I'm going to quit out <laughs> and go to the loading screen. I can't do it. Uh, but I fired up the Wii U and it was like <laughs> the dust came out of it. I got a notification oh. for my router because I've switched <laughs> switched internet since, or I've switched routers since the Wii U was last online. So it notified me that Nintendo Wii U was now using the network, and I'm like, damn, how long has that's been forever? Yeah, it's got an update too, so make sure you. Yeah, it did. It had a system update. It let me skip it, which I was pleased with because I have the digital. I have a physical copy of Metro Prime Trilogy, but I was specifically going to fire up the digital one for this this uh, quick photo that I was going to take for the social medias and put out there. Here's another thing I ran into because I have a Wii hooked up for the GameCube version, right? I have to have a Wii controller to boot into the GameCube game. Yep. And I've got to have a Wii controller to select Metroid Prime TV mode on the Wii U version of that digital copy, which I think Brent, that's the one you were messing around with recently. So it got to that point, and I already knew I wasn't going to be at the main menu for the Switch one. I was like, I'm not going to sync a Wii remote to this console and have it be its own thing. So I try to tell you, man, if it's too much work, <laughs> it's too so much work. Much y'all judge work. me on so too much work. You judge me I'm on too much to the, work. I'm close to the picture, though, and I think it'll be pretty cool. And I'll probably put it on the Metroid subreddit and see if I can drive some. It's all about driving traffic to our show, right? So I'll see if I can, uh, while Metroid Prime is super hot in the mentions and things like that. But this game is uh this game is special. It's it's one of those. Uh, I realize now. I, I've always known. Like I've I've started it so many times. I've always stop. She hears everything. <laughs> when I clear it, you should see it. It's like it's like eight paragraphs. She hears everything. Stop. 
Go away. Um, I, didn't, I wasn't able to blah, 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 blah. We, I saw Wii in there. I saw GameCube in there. I saw Metroid. I'm like, no, I'm not talking to you. Just listening to your whole conversation. Jeez. No wonder you weren't able to find it because it's such a fucking long paragraph. How are you going to search yeah. that shit? What were you searching for? I was unable to make a note on your calendar of a Wii, GameCube, Metroid Prime. But this is one of those. This is one of those titles. Uh, it always comes up with, like best games of GameCube, best Metroid games. There's, there's, it's on, it's on the list of lists. And I see the impact that it had then. I, I knew it was then, but I'm like, this is a relevant game now. You always like uh, a game where the game design or the art style or the defining bits of the genre. It's as refreshing in 2023 as it was in 2002, right? And I think that's a good that's a good indicator of its staying power and the demand behind it and why we've had what six years now of Metroid Prime 4 <laughs> non-news <laughs> or it's in development and then Retro's got it again and that sort of thing. Um but I don't think I'm too awfully far from the end if I'm in the Faison mines. I don't know how much further it is, but I'm getting a lot of stuff. I don't. I think I've got the last suit. I don't know of any other beams I'm going to get. I've got the power beam, the wave beam, the ice beam. I've got yeah. the spider ball. I've got a lot of shit. I, so, I think you should be should be close to. Yeah, I got the super missile. Um, and recently, this is another Jeff Grubb. Uh, comment because he was high on the remaster as far as like news about it and stuff before it was announced but apparently metro prime 2 and 3 are going to come to switch but won't be they won't be remastered like this they're going to be more of ports and i don't know what that means i don't know if that means gamecube or Wii or if or if that's even right you know this may be so successful that they're like hey we need to apply the same level of touch with this one well with this apparently it's 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 not just a like a regular kind of port deal. No. <clears throat> and when you play they, it, you'll realize like, no, this is not the same. So I, I've seen a lot of deep dives and apparently what retro did is because they had the source code, they, they took it and made it to where it was, you know, going to play yeah. on switch the way they wanted it to play and tweaked it, it in the areas up um, a lot of stuff. Um, as far like as we were talking about before, like this code was ported to was was moved to Switch. This is a Switch oh, yeah, native natively. game. It's natively. not a GameCube game running on Switch. Yeah. But I mean added like the I've seen the lighting effects, it just blow you away. Way too I mean, it, it, it looked oh it looked God. good on, on GameCube and you know on yes. Wii, but but this is it's a whole nother animal on Switch. They they did a a good job. It's incredible. Of and bringing, I do not bringing mind. everything up. I have not minded double dipping on this one. And I've, <laughs> if your physical gets pushed back any brand, I say do not delay. Just go ahead and get that digital copy and just have it. <laughs> and then leave the physical one wrapped up because I'm I'm having so much fun with this. It's You know the game is good when you're thinking about it when you're not playing it, right? And with a handheld, it's like, man, I could just pick it up and move forward a couple more screens and maybe go for a missile unlock. And I think I might know where one's hidden behind something where I couldn't get behind before. Mm-hmm. And it just, um, I'm thinking about it all the time, man. I, the phase on mines have, it's kind of come to a halt for me a little bit, just with it being so far in between 
save points and the the flying space pirates are coming after you nonstop. The Chozo ghosts are here and there and they're annoying as hell. It's like I won't say it's padded out. I'm not going to say it's bad game design, but the 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 test of like the enemies coming at you and the areas you have to traverse and it's I think I'm just in a tougher spot and from what I've read online here and there this is a noted tough spot in Metroid Prime. This is a gauntlet of sorts, so uh, I, I I had particular joy when I beat the Thardis boss. He's like this sentient rock thing. And right after you get the thermal visor, you can like find his weaknesses and stuff. But I remember he kicked my ass on the GameCube. So like I just didn't even compete. I couldn't roll fast enough. I couldn't get away from him. I couldn't find his weak spot. I was like, I just didn't even. I was like, fuck this game. Way back. That was where, where my <laughs> first. That's where my first playthrough ended in probably 2002. Because when I first, I might have told this story before. I got this, uh, I got Metroid Prime on release day on GameCube from the same store I got uh, Wind Waker from on GameCube and Wii U. <laughs> and one of my closest friends in in high school and I, we talked on the phone and we played together. So we're like, I guess that's like a co-stream of the day. All right, I'm going, I'm going through the ship. Yeah, I'm going down here. I'm opening the door. Like we literally played through the game together, like kind of room by room strategically. He didn't remember this. I texted him the other day, and he didn't remember doing this. And I was like, "Man, this is like this is a formative memory for me from Metroid Prime is us getting this and playing playing together on our own copies over the phone." Um, but that that thirdest boss, the rock guy, is where I stopped before, and I'm I'm well past him now. So it's awesome, man. Bring on more Metroid. Bring on more Metroid Prime. Uh, that's it for me. That's it for me and games played. Uh, let's see. For me this week, I did a little streaming in the Bono, uh, Theater Rhythm Bar in the Bonobar. Uh, yes, bar. that was a good stream. The music is timeless. I got like six hours in that fucking game, man. I'm going through it still. So uh, I think I stopped on Final Fantasy IV. Um, now I'm, now I'm That's what part. I was listening to. Yeah. The Red Wings and stuff. Oh, the Red Wings song is so good. Now I'm at the part where I can start unlocking the series like ah the less the ones that I don't like this much. So I think the only one I got left is after Final Fantasy ten. I don't after that I'd be like, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Just play uh, just play levels at random. Yeah, at that point just unlock random stuff on there. Still very good. Um there's a lot of cards you can collect and shit like that. I don't have many of them. I'm not sure if there's any extra shit you gotta do in the game to get all that stuff. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not doing it because it's like a shit ton of callbacks and stuff to the whole Final Fantasy series. Um, messed around with that. Did the Call of Duty with uh, Richard. Uh, fired up uh, Forspoken yesterday, and um, did my best impression of uh, Gandalf's. Uh, I have no memory of this place. Um, <laughs> as I looked around, I'm like, I don't remember what I was doing here. And did the first hour fumbling around trying to remember how to use the combat system and figure out what I was doing. And after that, it, it started clicking again. So uh, most of my most of the time me playing this is uh just going around and doing the random side quests because uh, the story is all right uh but going around the map and just just fucking around and just doing stuff and doing the different like kill this enemy here going to complete this labyrinth and lock this new power uh and then you uh, before i know it of like four hours is gone uh i have done nothing with the main story uh, i think i got to an area of the game where i think there's a uh, uh, Tanta, one, one of the villains. Uh, it's like the third one. I'm on the second one, and it's like it gave me this warning, like, "Hey, you can proceed, but you don't belong here yet." And as I just said, "Fuck you," and I went down there anyways, and just started doing stuff. Uh, so it, it'll bitch at you, and you're like, "Hey, press, 
press the the PlayStation Five equivalent of a start key. I don't know what the function it's called on the menu something. Uh, <laughs> to to put you back on the right track. And I was like, no, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. And as I go in down there and proceed to get murdered immediately because everybody's high leveled. Um, oh God, it's me and Final Fantasy One. I. I wandered the <laughs> wrong direction and got murdered immediately. It's me playing Final Fantasy Two as I got murdered and I leveled up and it's like, oh, your defense is up. And I'm like, how do I level up the other shit? And I'm like, over here for sixty <laughs> no. hours trying to figure out how to level up. Uh, like, if you attack more, you'll you increase your strength. I'm like, oh God, here we go. I can't. I'm just getting a constant barrage. I'm like finding the low level uh, enemies over there and just grinding for 10 hours, just attacking people so they don't kill me immediately. So I can just level up my strength. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's it for me this week. I didn't play too much. So, uh, I did fire up like tells and looked at that for a second. And it looks like a fucking butthole PS2 game running on a PS3 emulator running on a fucking PS4. It's like, it's blurry as fuck. I'm like, so, this is, I looked at it. It's like, this is a remaster. It's like the video's blurry. Nothing's been really looked like it's been done to it. It looks like it's just they just fucking threw the PS3 game on there. That's all they did. Especially um, coming from seeing Metroid Prime labeled as a remaster, right? So we're it, fine. We're fine yeah. with the GameCube copy or the PS3 copy. We don't need this one. Um, I would say the GameCube copy is still the better one to play because the I PS3 one is still locked at 30 frames. Yeah, because the Steam one is locked at 30 frames. It's supported the PS3 one. I mean, nothing's been ported from that that GameCube copy. I'm I'm assuming that GameCube copy's been lost. I'm I'm assuming that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like they don't have the source code for that. That's why they can't right. do it. Uh, because otherwise they would just fucking just drop that version on everything because that's the 60 frames per second version. Um, I think that's it for me. Yeah, I sat there for like I was, I, I can't deal with this right now. That's what I did. As I, I took the discounts, I, I'll deal with you later. Uh, I, did, I love I, I, I love Tales of Symphonia. It's one of my favorite Tales games. It's one of my favorite Tales Symphonia, Tales of the Abyss, um, and then Tales of Destiny. Uh, the PS2 version we never fucking got that I had to sit there and play in Japanese it was also very good. The remake of the PS1 version. Um, those are like my favorite ones, and it's just it's shitty that I I don't know, man. I feel some type of way about it. I don't know. I, I bought it because I want more Tales games, but man, it's it's a it's such a bad bad port, man. It's such a bad port. It's like Damn. it's it's like a Nino Kuni bad on the on the Switch version because that that played like shit on Switch also the original one when they just ported that PS3 game over to the Switch and it's like it's butthole. It plays like that. It's like these weird PS3 ports they put over there that doesn't run right on Switch. What is that line then? As like fans and preservationists and things like that, like where's that line of Yes, we want the thing, but no, that's not the right one. Like, how does that how does that come across? I mean, it's the whole thing that they try to make sales and just market off the name of it. And that's the problem. You know, at that point, I mean, you're better off just coming out like, all right, guys, you know, we don't have this version or we don't have an emulator to run this GameCube version. It's yeah. a playable version of Tales of Symphonia. It's not going to be the best one. I mean, if you're uh, you're honest up front, that sets expectations. But then you're, you're killing yourselves right there. It's like that weird uh line you walk like you can't sit there and say all right this is a, a douchebag version and then nobody's gonna buy it you know so it's like don't advertise that it's hampered in any way yeah yeah yeah. so i mean it's just i don't know man it's, it's i don't know man i i just want i don't know I, it's i don't know so you i i i think you're in the right i think you're on the right wavelength of if I support this, we'll get more of these things. Not nece- that doesn't necessarily constitute that we will get like a mailed-in version yeah. of something. We'll get, we'll get more of these. Um, that's not saying it's always going to be a half-ass version like this one was. I don't think you're rewarding 
the perceived laziness or the lack of effort into the remaster. Because that's not just your sentiment. I've seen that across the board that this is just there's nothing added to it. It's just it's on the new platform and it's it's playable version. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't. That's just it's the bare it's the bare minimum of remastering that one could do is making sure it works on the new thing. I mean, I think the least they could have should have came out with is like, hey, this is the port of the PS3 version. I think it would set that expectation because a lot of people already knew that PS3 version was not great. So you know, it's but at the time, like there's a there's a context behind that. It's a catch twenty two, I think, because I bought that Tales compilation. It was two Tales games on one Blu-ray mm-hmm. on the thing that I currently was playing. It was a way to play two revered titles on something that I already had hooked up. They didn't lose the uh, disc one version of it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I did lose disc version, disc one of Symphonia for GameCube for a long time. I just what within the past like two years rectified that. <laughs> yeah. So. I remember the the text message you sent like, how does this happen? <laughs> it's in, it the, up, it's in a GameCube. There. But I have like seven GameCubes. I'm like, how does this happen? Brant was in the. Did I sell you a GameCube? Is it in the GameCube I sold you? <laughs> no, I've had the same GameCube for years. Brant said, I've been waiting for you to ask. Here's your disc one copy of Tales of Symphonia. Been here this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I've had it. I've been waiting for you to ask, man. I wasn't going to say anything. But I'm not a bad guy. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's Richard's name on there. For Richard. <laughs> It says RB. I don't. I've never known who this was, but now I know it's you. <laughs> yeah, I I think you're right, Cesar, and I think uh, I don't think this will be a full price for me, but I think I'll at least pay for um, a copy at some point to show. I, hey, I, we're still interested in these. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird because they spent all that time moving Tales of Vesperia over. They took the PS3 version of that and moved that over to everything else. Just and they fine. did a great job of that yeah. one, right? That one is, I, I played it on Switch yeah. and I thought it was great. Not even the 360 one they moved over. They moved over the PS3 one with all that stuff on there. So it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I, I don't get it. It's like one of the favorite ones for everybody. And it's, I it, I don't know, man. It's just weird because that PS2 version was never that great. I have the PS2 one. Don't watch so. comparison if you want. Uh, yeah. Well, Brant may have his mind made up already. And Cesar, you helped me make up my mind. But if you look at the comparison videos on there, it's like the GameCube was pulling this off. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was no designed excuse. for the GameCube. That's what it was. So, and they and I was watching a bunch of the Metroid Prime deep dives and stuff, and the the GameCube had 24 megs of video yeah. RAM. Mm-hmm. Something like PS, that. PS One had two, and it's like these platforms now is like not even in the same. They run they run circles around those old platforms. Like there's no way this does not run. But like Cesar said, that it's gone somewhere. That they have they have the source code or something they have to. I think I'm, people would take yeah. I think people would take the ISO at this point. You have so many yeah. pirates or alternate storefront it's stoppers. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a GameCube emulator somewhere. It's just probably just making sure it's cool with Nintendo. So I mean they had to you know, Microsoft had to get that approval to get that rare replay. Like, hey, we're running Jet Force Gemini in an N sixty four emulator. I mean you know, we didn't rebuild this game, we just dropped the emulator and it'll run this game. So I mean it's a 64 ROM. So I was like, it just, I don't know where you draw the line where they'd be cool with that or, or not. And, and maybe there's a GameCube emulator that they don't want floating out there. I mean, there's a ton of them out there now, but maybe somebody made a great one that runs a whole bunch of shit. You start, you hack and just drop <laughs> ISOs in there. Microsoft yeah. that did it. Microsoft yeah. has like the best version of Dolphin yeah. that you can find. <laughs> so, I mean, do you want that shit out in the public type of thing, you know? Because you don't know what you're doing with that GameCube library at this point with them, so... I mean, because Nintendo lost their emulation guru. They lost their top dog person 
that did the Wii stuff that was god tier. Like if you bought a licensed or emulated virtual console thing on Wii, it was it was universally awesome. I don't think there were any missteps on that. And now they've got their dedicated was it nerd? Nintendo European research division yeah. that does the yeah. current stuff. And um it's taken them a minute to iron out some of those it has kinks, but they're they're getting there and I mean heck the mm-hmm. Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced emulators are fr- freaking amazing. Incredible. Yeah. I, I talked last week about that advanced one on the OLED, and it's just like this people, is unreal. People have looking. been plugging different games in there, and they just they just work. Yeah. yeah apparently, everything just works. Yep. They, yeah, hit like, it. they hit it on that one. And Brant brought up the N64 stuff that was kind of bobbled, but nobody will ever have that build of that thing again. It's You can't download that one. If you yeah. get it now, you get the most recent one. That one doesn't exist. So they they fix that if you're in that ecosystem and you're part of that uh, subscription. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't know. It's a cash 22 on that one. I mean, Richard, you, you may have the right idea. Just buy it when it's 20 bucks or less. It will be 20. It's, it's going to be 20 or less um, at some point. Maybe it's, a, it's a fine line of like we want to support this thing. You've infamously twenty years ago told me if you don't buy Tales of the Abyss, we'll never get another Tales game, and I bought it. So <laughs> I, I want to be on that line specifically of Tales games, but you also don't want to reward the half-assery. But I think again, us talking about these games and people who listen to us talking about these games yeah. are a very small subset of the gaming population and who consumes this content, right? 95% of people playing the new Tales game and knowing that Symphonia was this awesome title in the series and something they probably never had their hands on before unless they had a PS3 or uh, the PC one, they see that. It, is it misguided? Maybe, because it's not what we would want for this title, but it's still on modern platforms for a new yeah. audience. And we've brought that up with other games. Like, this is here for a new audience. Is it the best way to play this? Probably not. But who else... The three of us have a GameCube sitting around. We have both discs of Tales of Symphonia, finally. And we can experience the way it's supposed to be played. But for the common user, the, your your average user base and how someone's going to consume games, they do not have a similar setup to what we have, and they can't consume content that way. I don't know, man. That, I don't know. Everybody can just experience how Tales of Symphonia is very similar to Final Fantasy X. So. Oh, I need to play more of this one. Yeah, yeah. It's almost the same thing where a certain person is born to die and sacrifice to save the world as also Final Fantasy X. So yeah. It's uh, it's almost very, almost very, very similar. Uh, so. The same individual, it's actually, I'll name him. It is a friend of the show, Joel, who wrote our intro and outro song. Uh, Brant, you know this individual. I forgot this. Yes, I do. <laughs> He's the Metroid Prime player. Uh, I also vacationed with this person at one time, and he took his GameCube and Tales of Symphonia to beat it and was not on the beach with us so he could play Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube. It's very own brand for him. Uh, I hope he's listening or watching. And that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, aside from Metroid some nerve-wracking... Nerve um, Warzone games that we had because we we jumped jumped on with um what was it your cousin oh you got to play um, with Mills yeah Mills yeah cool friend of the show Mills uh friend of the show uh Dale 
Yep. Um, and then eventually Mills had to leave, and I think it was uh, Russell jumped on, and we we had some we had some pretty good games, and eventually we had we had this one where we were we were making our way down this uh, mountain. We were in this house. Um, me and Dale were outside and then these guys come from behind me, <laughs> just murder me. Uh, you guys wiped them out and then you made your way into this waterway under this bridge and both Russell and Dale oh, yeah, got, yeah, got yeah, knocked out and you're sitting in the, in the reeds in the grass and you, you, I think you took out a couple people and then you're sneaking through the water and then you get you got popped i got blasted and i think i think that was like fifth place and i mean the, that the was circle a decent, that was a decent the circle finish. was so small at that point though i was like how how was that fifth and then so. what's what sucks what they do with this one it starts bouncing around it it moves it doesn't mm-hmm. stay there and let you duke it out it moves after that and i'm like come on but we never got to that point i remember the bridge one now you're right I didn't another, have the cover I thought I had. <laughs> there was another one where we were we were running around. We uh, were doing pretty good. We hadn't encountered anybody, and then we wound up getting the high ground and saw some people below us, and we popped a few people, and then we started moving up this mountain, and we got separated. Yep. And then we tried to reconvene, and there were people all the way down and up the mountain, and they just they murdered us because we All had sides. we we had no nowhere to go nope we got screwed on that one that was right past the observatory when we're climbing mm-hmm. up that that mountainside we snuck past both the conservatories and then there were people just everywhere, everywhere. It's like what are you supposed to do with this <laughs> um other than that i've still uh had my typical overwatch thing there's a it's the brand new season they didn't bring. Um, they didn't have a new character this season, but they have a new map. Damn, of course, damn it, new- Brent! I downloaded that. On, <laughs> I downloaded that on PC, and then it's like a, I sat there in the queue. And I was like, "We're converting your account from PlayStation." There's 110 people in front of you, and I sat there for like 45 minutes. I'm like, "Fuck this!" And I jumped off. It it, it took. I was like, "Holy shit!" I know when I initially did that, and it found my account, and it converted. I mean, I just went from PlayStation to PlayStation. But when it found my account, it took I had to wait like a full 24 hours. Because, yeah, it was it never stopped. It kept going up to 500 again. I'm like, what the fuck? There were there were thousands of people in front of me in that. uh, I I think it's still on my computer. I left it on. I promise you, if I I load it up right now, it's going to say I'm still waiting to fucking convert my account. (laughs) Because, yeah, you have to wait for your your account to be fully integrated or whatever they say or fully paired. I'm, I'm about to have to, I'm about access to, to any of your shit. As you tell us about your Overwatch, I'm going to look at it right now and see what it says. Um, Why is it taking yeah. so long? Just, I don't know. The, the, the amount of the, people? Yeah. So, um, yeah, they they added a new map. Um, I'm still on the fence about the Battle Pass. They've added um, a new kind of credit in the Battle Pass. But there's the like the regular money that you earn from doing like your challenges and stuff, and then there's credits, and credits Ooh, can only be spent on some stuff. And what? Good How, news, what? man. I'm converted. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's playing a guy that's holding a 
uh, bow and arrow thing over here. So, so long time Overwatch player, Cesar. So the the new event because it was Valentine's Day, they have taken the archer character whose name is Hanzo, and he has doing this yes he rope. he Excellent. has a he has a cupid skin. Excellent. And there is a four v four, um, cupid battle where everyone's Hanzo, and they've <laughs> <laughs> they've they've brought back Hanzoverse. They've uh, <laughs> they've brought back. Uh, his most broken ability. So when the game launched, uh, he has two abilities. Um, of course, he's regular archer, but he can fire an arrow that kind of does a pulse, um, just like we're used to in Halo, and like can spot enemies. You can see them; they'll light up red, you know, through walls and stuff. Oh, like the threat detector, or yes, threat sensor. Exactly. Mm. Uh, and originally, he had a scatter arrow where you would fire it, it would hit and ricochet, and just it was broken. It did a lot of damage, and they eventually changed it to where now he just kind of goes into this mode and he'll quick fire like five arrows. But now Ooh. I think they I think they call this mode love of geometry, um, because they brought back the scatter arrow and. It's like first first to score a 40 wins. If you get a kill with the scatter arrow, that's that's double score. Uh, and if you get a kill with it, it automatically refreshes. You don't have to. There's no cooldown on it if you get a kill with it. So. Oh, you can uh, just get on a roll and just murder. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's freaking crazy. Uh, and it's it's a pretty fun game mode, honestly. Even if you don't know how to play Hanzo, um, because the other other two in my household don't really know, but we've had a lot of fun with it. With that mode. And that helps yeah. you learn the character. And then coming off this week, there will be like more people playing as that character. Yeah. The true question is, does he have an arrow like Cupid from Toe Jam and Earl that changes your directions? And all of a sudden you don't know which way you're, <laughs> that's the ultimate attack. <laughs> that are from a, yeah, yeah. That is the best one. Yeah. <laughs> no, hard. but that's hard but, to combat. But the shit that does, change your uh controls is the pose and wind waker because uh that's the other game i've been playing oh uh played a lot are you past the earth shrine i did i beat the earth temple uh in the earth temple you have the uh you have a companion who's the little uh rito girl that's where i'm at i'm at the entrance holding her up in there uh she can she can fly um you can play the what is it the song of control or the melody of control or something and you can take over your companion and make move them to wherever you need them to be to hit a switch or something in the same room um and she also uh is carrying her musical instrument which is a harp but it's like bright gold and you get into areas where there's light shining and you have to deflect that light to do certain things so that is what this temple is all about is deflecting that light to wherever it needs to be. And there's a, there's of course a lot of that. And this is where you get the mirror shield. Um, I beat, beat the earth temple and that, uh, you're doing that because the, like I mentioned last week, the uh, master sword has lost its mojo. The master sword. Yeah. Which is a theme in breath of the wild too. Don't you have to recharge? Yeah. Yeah, you get that Master Sword you have to go do something with. Speaking of which, Brant, I'm not going to cut you off for long. 
that uh, Tears of the Kingdom, the art book, has like leaked like the published stuff Ooh. online. So watch out for Tears of the Kingdom stuff. I don't know if you want to go in blind or what. So just everybody be aware of that. It's out there. Um, so after that, the uh, the Master Sword kind of the hilt is like this and it spreads out and it like activates kind of, but it's still not fully recharged. So now I have to go to the temple of the wind. And that again is another companion. Uh, this time you get one of the, uh, the little Koroks Koroks that you've got to, that you've got to walk around with. Um, and this one is of course all about wind. Um, so using wind, to get to different directions, um, to zoom up higher in this, the main chamber. And, um, I'm trying to think of what else is in there. Eventually you, you get the, uh, in this temple, you get the hook shot. Ah, um, and what's <laughs> the freaking Korok you get in. And I mean, within three, four rooms in, he gets captured so you basically <laughs> you basically do the majority of the the temple without him, and then you you get him at the very end. And I was going all the way through, and I get to the very end of the temple, and uh, there's the the door for the the boss. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have the damn boss key. So I start, I just leave him there. I start going around, and I find the area where. Um, the boss key is, and it's behind one of those giant stones that you have to bring the character to and play the. Oh no! You know, the Gotta go back and get. So him. I had to go all the way back and grab his ass and bring him all the way through. It wasn't too too far, but it was a little annoying. Still some backtracking. <laughs> um, I felt the Temple of the Wind was actually a little easier than the the Earth Temple. And then after that, it just kind of opens up, and I talked about it last week, how I've got that um, Increta chart, or whatever they call it, uh, where it lists all the pieces of the Triforce, and the maps for the the other maps that you have to get for the Triforce. Um, and that's what it wants me to do now, is track down all the pieces of the Triforce. We'll get the shards. And um, from the guide looking, um, you have to get a bunch of rupees um, because there's you find a bunch of the charts and the Triforce charts are in a language you can't read. So you have to take them to Tingle and he will graciously translate them for you for like 300 and some rupees a piece. Graciously. So. Scam. Scam. To. I don't know. I'm, I I enjoy Wind Waker. I enjoy the premise. I enjoy the sailing. I enjoy the dungeons when there are dungeons. But there's a lot about this game that feels unfinished or feels kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of like, uh, we don't know what to do. Just just collect a thon. Yeah. Kind of because we we talked about that with the deadline. Yeah, we talked about that with the the fish. Uh, what was it, Juba, Juba some? Oh, or Jabu? It's like Jabu? a Jabu relative. Is it Jabu? Yeah. He just gives you um, the pearl instead of you fighting. Yeah, for you. It. Yeah, his his island is destroyed, and you go over here and um get the bombs, and then you have to go over here and get in the little alcove where he's at, and he just goes, "Here's the pearl," and then now this I went through 
you know, pretty two pretty good temples. And then now it's just, oh, here's fetch quests and uh, run around collectathon where you have to go around um, because some of the pieces, like I said, are you have to find the charts for the Triforce, and then some of them are just pieces of the Triforce. And then looking through this guide, there's a whole portion of it that you have to go to a certain island um, and go through all this crap to get this chart about the ghost ship uh, to find where the ghost ship is going to be so you can track down what island it's going to be at, go to that island, play the song of passing, and then get on the ghost ship just to get either get the Triforce piece or get the, the next chart for that Triforce. So it's it seems kind of padded with with some of that. Um, I don't know what transpires after that if it's if the whole thing with Ganon because I know after I beat the uh, the Wind Temple, Ganon's gone. There, the the uh, Lion King was talking with uh, one of the fish guys, <laughs> the Red Lion, the Lion King, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he's, this he's, is a, an actual beatable Lion King game, though. He was uh, he was talking to the little fish dude, and uh, the the Forbidden Fortress is empty. He said there's nobody in it. Ganon's disappeared. They don't know where he's at. Um, so, you know, he's the king is worried about Princess Zelda, but you know we've got to find these Trifor- Triforce pieces. So, I'm hoping that the the last you know, bit of this game is as engaging as as the first half because this part I I started going from island to island, filling out my sea chart and everything, and I'm just it's feeling like a slog all of a sudden. Yeah. So you have to love the sailing and go in the the sense of exploration. It's like added on to the end of it. That is that is one thing. Is I got the um I beat the crazy cyclone brother. And got the uh, the the what is it the ballad of the, uh, the wind or I can't remember what he called it, but that's basically the fast travel. And oh between, yeah, the cloud you can go up yeah. in the cloud and pick where you go. Yeah, I think I got that on my playthrough last. But between the between the fast travel and the um, swift sail, <laughs> traveling all over that world is a it's <laughs> a breeze. No pun you get intended. There. Yeah, yeah. And yes, with that swift sail, all you do is because you uh, hit sail, it brings up your regular sail, and it will say down at the bottom, press A to swift sail. And as cool. soon as you put that thing in, no matter which direction you're going, the arrow behind you changes to that direction. So regardless of what, it, where the wind was blowing before, you've always got the wind on you yeah. at your back. So it's it makes it a whole lot better. Plus you sail faster, obviously. So. But that's that's where I'm at with that. I'm uh it's it hasn't gotten me to that point yet to where I'm like this is this is a little too much. I'm I'm going to I'm going to bear with it. I'm going to beat it for sure cuz I I can see, you know, through the through the guide just like barely there. I'm like there's there's not much left. There's not much left to Look the main to the are. main story. Yeah, just go get them. Fuck it. Go get them and then see it through. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, I'm going to, but there's eight of them, and they're all spread out, and 
it's 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 gonna be a thing. But I'm gonna do it. Collect the thon. So. Mm-hmm. Stream it. Stream part of it. You don't have to do the camera and all that. Just play it in voiceover. But that's that's it for me. All right. I think that wraps it up for us. You guys got anything else you want to add? No. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.